Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the 414 Deli. It's your boy, Cisco, as always, with your boy, Ryan. Hey, what it do? We got a fun episode today, bro. Bro, I'm geeked. I'm excited. I'm, I'm happy about this one. Um, If anybody didn't recognize that quick snippet of music that we do not own, I don't know how the proper uh, podcast uh, etiquette is for music, uh, but... Uh, Today is Nas's birthday. Nas, Shout out Nas. Director. Shout out to Nas, uh, who definitely doesn't listen, but uh, he is both of our favorite rappers. Um, it, significantly favorite. It's not even that he's my favorite rapper, because he is, but he's also what I believe the best rapper. Like the, Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I no. do think, and, and we're going to get into that, but like, I need to start it off, which I think I finally, finally have heard it from who I personally have looked up to my whole life when it comes to hip hop. It's you. you. You sent me yesterday. I think Nas is the goat. You sent me that yesterday, and I don't think you understand how happy I was to read that from you. Yeah, and because I think there's, I, go, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say because there's people in hip hop that you have tried to get me on your whole life, and I just never could get on to them. And they're famous, dude. You know, they're like big names, like Wu Tang. I like yeah. some of Wu Tang, but I'm not a huge fan of Wu Tang. And you've always been like, bro, you gotta give it a chance, right? Yeah, Wu Tang's for the kids, bro. I love Wu Tang, but I feel what you're saying because, like. For me, like I don't want people to know, like I I've always, like I always, I feel like I always say Nas is the best rapper. Ever. You've always given him his flowers. You've never not done that, but I think he always was like right there. Like you would never. I don't feel like until yesterday you committed to like, yo, he's the goat. Yeah, and I, if and that makes sense. Was, and and what it was for me, man, was like getting ready for this episode and you know, the direction that we wanted to go, like going through the discography, you know, going through it. And I didn't listen to every song, every minute, every second of every song, but like I went through it, you know, to obviously if for people that don't know, I have like four fucking pages of notes here for this episode, but I went through every album and just like listening to like, just listening to him in the beginning till now like everything in between like he's just been so fucking solid bro like the bars are there this like he doesn't like he doesn't stray from his style like he's maintained his style while still like adapting a little bit you know he's he's obviously made radio hits and you know we're gonna but there's few and far between yeah and we'll talk about that as we go through the discography i know that'll come up but like you know what I mean? Like he he's just stayed true to himself and he's like the realest dude, bro. Like honestly, listening to his songs and listening to some of the lyrics and the things that you forget about or maybe you don't catch, you know, the first time and, and obviously, you know, and we've talked about this before with the amount of music that comes out and how easy music now is, like how accessible music is, like it's so hard to listen to music and then feel like like you're loyal right to the people that you love and like the old music because i mean we're we're kind of old heads bro like i'm 38 you're 37 right like yeah 
You know, we're not, I mean, not saying we're yeah. old as hell, but like in terms of people that enjoy music, like by this time, when I was in high school or, you, you know, younger, or even in my 20s, you know, listening to people that are my age talk about music, I feel exactly like what what they're saying. But we are part of a, like the generation where we've had so much exposure to music, right? We've seen the transition. Like we're fucking LimeWire kids, right? We're burning burning CD kids. Like, you know what I'm saying? Making your own mix CDs and shit. Like we're walking. We went through that. And walking now, to Target, walking to Target to get the new using my X. lunch money to, <laughs> yeah. to buy whatever album came out. Yeah, bro. Like to now, you just go on a, on any. You got fucking title, Apple Music, Spotify. Uh, I'm sure there's other ones that I. And that's I not. We didn't even talk about YouTube. Like YouTube, oh, yeah, 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 you can go right. listen to you're everything, right. and right. it's free. Everything yeah. is free. It's like we used to have to. Well, we used to have to go sell lemonade to go get the new Eminem album. Bro, I, I, I mean, I would spend hours upon hours on my computer downloading songs and CDs or albums and, like, sifting through the, like, DJ Clue. Like, bro, I don't want to hear that <laughs> shit. I want to hear the regular song, you know. But, like, I, like, and you can ask anybody that I made mix CDs for. I put this on my life. I always had the real versions of songs. I sifted. I would download 20 versions of a song to find the one that didn't have DJ whatever or run that shit back halfway through the song and then you listen to the song three and a half times by the time it's over. Like yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like but yeah yeah but now it, you did it's just so fucking accessible. It is and it's the it, true version of influx, it. You know? And it's the true version of it, right? Yeah. And it, it's just and we went through and I'm sure every single human being in life that is still alive that hears this comments like, yeah, we all lived it, but we've lived through so many evolutions of music, but you and I are, well, you and I are what we consider hip hop heads, right? Yeah. We see a drastic difference, but we see a drastic difference between hip hop and rap. And we see a drastic difference between rap and what some people today will say is rap, right? Like to me, hip hop is not rap. And you agree with me, right? We've had this conversation offline, not on the pod, but like there is a distinct difference between hip hop and rap, in my opinion. Yeah, but I think now though it's getting it's and I don't. It's even starting want to, to that. it's, it's like starting to mesh a little bit. Like all one. It is, but it's it's there's still to me a distinct difference, right? Like you can almost label a rapper a hip hop artist as opposed to a rapper, right? And that's where we come back to Nas a little bit. Nas has never been a rapper, right? I yeah. never once will ever say Nas is my favorite rapper of all time. Nas is my favorite artist of all time because to me, he is a hip-hop artist, right? So, like, I think there's a distinct difference in that. But the reason I bring that up is because you are one of the people that got me on the hip-hop, right? When we yeah. met when I was in a young – I was in my younger teens, maybe even a little younger than that, right? Around 10 years old. But really – I didn't get it till high school and we're going to talk about that. But I bring that up because you truly saw the evolution from, you know, the the early, early nineties where you well, listen to it now. Yeah. Like that's why, and we're going to obviously get into it, but like, that's why you truly love Illmatic. Right. Well, okay. So this disclaimer though, and I guess I, I'll just, yeah, I'll talk about this now. 
So I didn't really listen to Illmatic fresh. I had to go back and listen to Illmatic after I discovered Nas because so in my household, bro, like, I mean, I don't know. Before we moved to to when I met you, before we moved to, to the Bayview area, like, my dad dominated the TV, right? My dad dominated the radio. Like, you you couldn't touch his shit. Um, and my dad is a, a musician. He's a singer. He's a salsa singer. And we mostly listen to salsa music. Uh, the yeah. only rap music I ever really heard was uh, Tupac and, like, uh, Ice Cube. My dad listened to that kind of stuff. And, like, obviously then, like, shit from the 80s, which kind of is, like, uh, I don't even know if you would call it, like, what do you call it, house music, or I don't know. It's, like, um, you know, like, uh, Grandmaster Flash and that kind of shit. So, like, I, yeah, but that, I didn't, I didn't even know about that, but that's what I'm getting okay. at. It's, like, you saw the evolution from Grandmaster Flash to N.W.A. to... Yeah. You know what I'm but saying? I too, and I was too young to really understand. You know what I mean? Like I but, and, and because but you have those memories. The, music, yeah, the majority of the music we listened to was Spanish music. Like in my head, I remember always Spanish music, and then like randomly Tupac or like West Side Connection. Like it was a very random thing. So like the first time that I was able to control like what we listened to, uh, or what was I when you moved to, was when we moved and my parents got divorced. My dad was was gone, and then I was able to watch like MTV, um, you know, BET stuff like that. Like the that's box. What said, that's what, well, we always had the box. I mean, it came in funny, yeah, funny no, as hell. So I, I <laughs> but like the the songs I remember from the box were probably like a Bone Thug song. And, yeah, yeah, like not like not like no, 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 no. That I'm into now, like, but I do. I want to clarify one thing. It was the Illmatic comment back when you know in. We'll say 2000, right? That's when Stillmatic dropped. Yeah. What I'm getting at is like every time I would bring up Stillmatic, at the time you respected Illmatic, right? Oh, you, for sure. It's, that's I mean, what I'm it's... getting at. It's not that in 94 you were like – you were a huge fan of Illmatic. It was that yeah. in 2000, 2001, 2002, you could look back at Illmatic and you understood its greatness, whereas I did not, right? Yeah. It was still like too. It was too much for me. Like it, it didn't have enough like oomph to it because it was that '90s hip hop. Yeah, and you got it. And we have to too. Like, let's disclose like where we're from. We're from Milwaukee. Like in '94, when when Nas is dropping, like music travels slow in, yeah. in the '90s. And even in interviews that I've seen on Drink Champs with like. Um, like Goody Mob, who is from Atlanta, and, you know, Scarface, like people that are from the South, and even some other, like, Midwest people, they weren't getting that music right away. Like, even Otis weren't, yeah. They they weren't, it wasn't getting into those cities until, you know, maybe a year, two years later, or whatever, and, and I'm not, I won't go far into it, but so we're from Milwaukee, and Milwaukee just didn't, like, we didn't have that scene. I don't, I, in my opinion, and maybe I, I agree. I'm not old enough or I didn't grow up in certain areas. You know what I mean? But like, like my cousins are all like, you know, they're like half Hispanic and like, either they, they listen to like house music and things like that. Like they weren't really listening um, to, to hip hop music like that. And the stuff I think we were getting was like Detroit, like uh, MC breed 
and that's more like southern like kind of south southern style or even west coast style like you were getting tupac and you know then obviously biggie and stuff like that but in terms of a guy like Nas and those kind of do like you know cool g rap and and mob deep and all that you weren't really hearing that so like in 94 and where we're from like you had to be a, a real that was music it. head like you had to be a real hip hop head to know about that that existed artists. yeah so like yeah. i want so, to close that because yep that that's why for me it makes sense i mean my parents got divorced and i don't know like fucking 90 shit 90 99 98 so like 98 is like when i'm first starting to be able to listen to shit on my own and I'll that's when forget. you evolved yeah, yeah so that's actually that's kind of how i wanted to really start the pod because this is where i feel like we're, we're starting right like that was kind of the intro how yeah. did you get introduced to hip-hop so that's it. my parents got divorced my dad was out of the house uh, we had uh the pirate box, the illegal cable box. Shout out to illegal cable back in the nineties and when that shit was popping. Um, FBI I, coming I, for I you, bro. I remember watching. I started watching MTV, um, and you had TRL on there, and but I think they had one, not TRL, it wasn't TRL, but it was one just for, just for like, uh, like hip hop and rap and R and B, and they had like a top ten, and one of the first songs that I heard was a Wu-Tang song, Triumph, um, which is like one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, and then, um, what was it? It was uh, the song with Lauren Hill. Um, oh my God. The Nas song with Lauren Hill? Yeah. If I Rule the World? If I Rule the World, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. I can't believe I spaced on that. But, You're good. Um, so that music video. We a team, was, brother. We a team. Yeah. So like that was those were some of the first music music videos I saw, and like those are the guys that I then started listening to, um, and I think that's why I'm such like a like it just was captivating to me. Like these people, I was like, oh wow, like because obviously when you're you're a kid and you listen to Tupac or you hear you know Ice Cube with with West Side Connection, it's a totally different, like it's a different vibe it's a different style um and not to say that like even like nwa like they weren't telling stories because they definitely were telling stories but it was different like nas was like a different like wu-tang was way different right like everybody knows wu-tang is different they have their own like fucking lingo and shit like that like you know what i mean like things just it's just to me they're like them having nine guys in a group like each with different styles and i was gonna say like they each, would just cap, it was captivating, but not, it was so different. Was so smooth. It was smooth, but his story, and that's, I mean, we've talked about this. He's the greatest storyteller Bro, in I, music, right? It, I agree. And it's funny because throughout these pages, I have that note like storytelling, storytelling, storytelling. Like, that's a common thing. Like, he is just a great storyteller. And if you like, this is kind of before our time as well, but. Slick Rick was an awesome storyteller. If you go back and listen to some Slick Rick songs, like he, that's what they call him. That's like what he is. He's the storyteller. Rick the Ruler, he's the storyteller. Like he tells stories and it's not like all of his songs were a story. It wasn't like, you know what I mean? Like, Each one has like its own chapter. Yeah. It's like, a you know, and so I look at him and I compare him because he was, he was 
he was cold with it, Slick Rick. He was he was the original. Great, yeah, he was a super great storyteller, and I feel like Nas, that he, he had to have been an influence on Nas to the point because Nas is just such a fucking fluid storyteller. Like he's just like. I don't know, when you listen to his albums, even some of the songs where you're like, ah, maybe I don't really like the beat that much, or, you know, I'm not really feeling this, but, like, when you listen to what he's saying, and he's, it's like, wow, like, he's just telling a great story, like, again and again, and they're different, you know, it's it's all this different stuff, and, um, yeah, you so, know, so that's, that's how so I got, that's I want, how I got into hip-hop. I want to, I want to bounce off a little something off that you just said, right? Slick Rick has a song that says, me and Nas bring it to your hardest. Bro, one of my favorite Nas features. It, it, so that's the thing. Like, they both worked off of each other. They, like, influenced each other. So that's crazy, right? Like, yeah. the artistry. And he he gets so much, like, props from, like, just the, the rest of the community. of hip-hop. Not but like- also the rest of the community. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, like, you the got staples... dudes like Rakim and Cool G Rap and Big Daddy Kane, and like they're just like basically we're passing the torch to Nas and Big Up in it. Like, you don't. Th- these are some of the original like hip hop heads, like the, the Rakim, Big Daddy Kane. Like these guys are OG. But it, it goes hip-hop. back to that beef in nine in two thousand. That's where that's where it all stemmed from. And we're going to talk about that, obviously. And it, yeah, and but, that's even crazy because there's so much that happens before that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. But I want to, like, I, I, gave, I gave you the platform, and now I want to kind of set my platform, right? Because your platform or your uh, history in hip-hop was much different than mine, right? Yeah. Um, so we met around, the eight, around 1999, 2000, right? Yep. When you moved into Bayview. I had just gone – I started in Bayview in 2000. You remember – the pictures are out there. The receipts are there. I was a nerdy Abercrombie and Fitch, like oh, yeah. old Navy jeans. Like there was nothing about me that said this kid listens to hip hop. You were kid... a regular ass white kid. Was like, okay. I was trying not to say it. I, I'll let I, you say it. But... That, but... Hey, I know, but I never forget. I used to walk around Bayview because I was one of what 50 white people in that school and I didn't I just didn't want to get my ass whooped, right? So I used to walk around from class to class. No, that's the truth. Like no, I was not, little. Yeah, I'm not, you remember? I was little. I went to a all to to kind of lay it out. I went to a, a pretty much all minority high school, um, and to make sure that I didn't look at somebody the wrong way, I didn't say something the wrong way, or I didn't say something to somebody. Blah blah blah. I would walk from class to class with my headphones on in a disc band. Right. Yeah. And I'll never forget. I was at my locker, a disc man. I remember I was at my locker one day and I, my disc man was inside my locker and my buddy at the time. Well, he's still, I don't talk to him now, but like if I saw him, if I recognized him, I would talk to him. Like I I have no beat, but his name's Laurel friend. He was the point guard on our basketball team. I had just went to like our first open gym. Right. And he comes up to me and he goes, bro, what are you like, whatever he said to me, like, what are you listening to? And it was some bullshit ass rock something, right? White people music. And I kind of played it off like, oh, nothing, nothing. Because I didn't want trouble, right? Like, I, yeah. that's all I was, I was like, I just don't want any trouble. And I'll never forget, he takes my disc, man. He opens it while it's going, takes my CD out, 
puts Stillmatic in it, closes it, and says, listen to this. Spend the next day listening to this and tell me what you think tomorrow. Put wow, Stillmatic yeah, this, in this it. This is the first time I've ever heard this story. Yeah. No, for, this is how I got introduced to hip-hop. And I'll never forget the first song that played that I remember was Ether. And you got to think, a 14-year-old, skinny, scrawny, four-foot-six white kid that's just trying to play basketball and go to class, hears, do, 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 fuck Jay-Z. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck am I listening to, right? I well, did you, you even know who Jay-Z was? Uh, I, I don't recollect if I did, right? Okay. But I'll <laughs> never forget, though, story. by the end of the day, by the end of the day, I had listened to this fucking CD and probably Ether 15 times. Like, it ne- it just didn't stop. And I was, like, infatuated. It, it, it comes back to what you said about how you got turned on to Wu-Tang and Nas and Slick Rick. It was the storytelling. Like, when I got to Rewind, right, number right, seven. Yeah. It's number seven. And I know I'm, I might be jumping ahead of your kind of like kind of how you wanted this to go and we're going to come back to it but like when i got to rewind i was in awe right yeah like i couldn't understand what happened i had to listen to it i distinctly remembering it being on repeat in english class and i had one headphone in and i couldn't stop listening to it because i didn't understand what happened every single time (laughs) for people that don't know he sings the song and raps the song in reverse on like yeah he sings reverse, his song backwards like, yon, 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 it's, he, the order of events are backwards. backwards and he tells you at the beginning i spit a story backwards right yeah but it took me legitimately five ten whatever how many listens to go oh my god and when it hit me i was like i was infatuated bro like i needed more and i think that's when that's really that. That's when you and I became as close that we did. Is when I told you something. When I brought up like hip hop to you one day, and you're like, "What?" Not knowing that you were like, you were gonna turn into this person that every single hip hop song, every single hip hop artist, every single thing I came to you with. Yeah. Right. So that's my like introduction to hip hop. It's interesting. It's pretty- I mean, it's both like super like unconventional. You know what I mean? Like, I grew up listening to mostly Spanish music. You grew up listening to whatever. You know what I mean? Like, if it wasn't for you going from... If it wasn't like for that, me going from St. Lucas Private pretty, Christian School... Yeah, and then to, going to a public school. If I would have went to Wisco, or if I would have went to a private... I probably would have never got turned on to hip-hop. No, you'd be listening to NSYNC and bullshit like that. I did like NSYNC, so let's not... <laughs> Um, I thought for sure that's what was in that in that disc, man. It could have been. It, it could have been. Opened it up and was like, "This dude is listening to fucking Backstreet Boys." But that's the thing. Here's the craziest part. By the end of my freshman year, I was in the circle talking about Nas, Jay Z beef. I was talking right, yeah. like, I because I I didn't just listen to it and then go, "Oh, uh, really?" Probably ninety percent of my information came from discussions with you. Like, bro, yeah. what does he mean when he says? You know, and your man stabbed on and made you take the blame. It's like, bro, like that's what this means, right? Because I didn't understand the the lingo. I didn't, and you did. 
Yeah. You had the, you had like the background of it. So like really part of the reason I probably am as big of a hip hop fan is because at the time of my life, when I, I say this, because I think you can relate, but at the time of my life, when I, when I needed hip hop and I didn't know I needed it, it showed up. Yeah. Right. Cause, yep. cause while I'm not a, young black man in America, right? Like I'm not anything that Nas is talking about. I could relate to what he was saying because the situation I was in was similar, just flipped. Well, yeah, I think you're being introduced to a group of people that you were never really exposed to before. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think, you know, even for me, like I look at part of the reason why maybe that I got into hip hop so much is that I was looking for something to put that like space between like me and my dad in a way. Like, so my dad, like, you know, we're cool now, but he wasn't a good dad. You know what I mean? So like he was kind of shitty. So I associated Spanish music with my dad and the fact that he was a shitty dad. And I wanted to get, and that was your distance. Yeah. I wanted to get so far away from Spanish music and, the first couple things I see, Wu Tang, uh, <laughs> Puff Daddy, um, Nas, Mob Deep, and those are the things that I started to, you know, started listening. And then as I, you know, went on, you, I started to venture out and say, oh, okay, because this is obviously like we had the thing. I didn't have the internet until like my junior year of high school, so that was 2002. So from ninety, so every- I know that's a small, it's a small frame of time. But everything you had to do, you had to buy. So, yeah, like... so I was buying things thinking like, oh, this is just another Nas album. And then it turns out, well, it's another, it's an older album, right? I'm, I'm thinking, oh, okay, I, I got, uh, you know, I, again, I, and do you want to just start going through? The yeah, let's go. Right yeah, now? yeah, let's okay. jump into it. Let's jump into it. We okay. kind of, yeah. It's kind of a segue. It's a choppy one. But, uh, but again, I'll pause like just for everybody. We're going to go through the discography and you know, talk about the songs, just whatever pops up for us when we, you know, talk about it, that's what we're going to talk about. But so I'm going to jump back because like, obviously then for you, Stillmatic was your, was your intro to Nas and that's 2001. And yep. my intro was, uh, it was written. Well, actually, yeah, it was written. And um, I am, I kind of got like, I felt like they were so close in time, but they're really not. So to go back to Illmatic, Right, very first album that he releases, nineteen ninety four. Right, yep. Fucking, to me, when I look at all the music that I've listened to, all the hip hop music that I've listened to, all the people that I've you know listened to over these years and followed and kept on you know being fans of, this to me has to be the greatest debut album in history. Like. Dude, every fucking song is to me is a, and I'm not gonna say banger like, yeah, like you know you're in the club, but like every one of these songs, I could listen to this album on repeat, all the way through, never skipping a song. Like I, I, it's just like crazy. And I think for for me, storytelling is an obvious trend. We already talked about that, and it's gonna pop up more. But like, it gave me insight to like life in New York. I was going to say life on the East coast. You know what I mean? Like I was like, Oh, this is what it's like to be from most what I was assuming probably from a bad area 
but in New York, because I grew up in a not so great area. I'm not going to say it was like the the worst area to grow up in, but like, you know, my cousins got shot at in the neighborhood. We had drive-by shootings in the neighborhood. So I think it's pretty fucking bad. You know, it's not, it wasn't yeah, the and worst I'm not, place, but it wasn't the best place. But like, And I'm not discounting where you grew up, but like when you then, and I'm, 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 I didn't grow up where you did, so correct me if I'm wrong, please. But like, then you listen, and here's why I'm I'm relating to this is like, then you listen to the to Nas, and you're like, oh, he's from one of the roughest parts of New York, Queensbridge, and then you hear well, a different at, yeah, side at that of time, it. I don't know what Queensbridge is. I True, just go through, but through his music, but I through think. his music, you could picture then, it. Yeah, and then Mob Deep and all those guys. So like, you know what I mean? You you, it, it just gave me. But this again, the storytelling. It, it to me. It's one of the greatest debut albums in, in history, regardless of the genre. Like, I don't I, I don't care what genre. The fact that this was the very first album, I'm pretty sure he was probably like 18 years old when this album came out. Like, the production is, like, all the beats are, are nice. His fucking, just, his storytelling. It's not even like he's, like, he's not even, like, fancy with words, right, where you got to think about it like, oh, he made these, like he, you know, he, he can be, but like he tells you a story and you don't it's have to poetry, like, right? You don't have to listen hard to hear it. It's poetry. Like he's not making it, it, it. It's not what people look. And here's the difference between what I think hip hop today is. It's like today it's bars, right? Ooh, that was a tight bar. Okay. But then what did he do for the next? That is now it's more well, just a beat. Yeah, it is the beat, but even if you think of a lyricist today, and I'm not, I'm not gonna point anyone out because I think there's there are some that have it, but it, like a verse is 16 bars, right? Yeah. A traditional verse is 16 yeah. bars. Someone kills it for two, then they're irrelevant for the next 14 because they're playing off of the beat. That's what, right? Like, yeah. oh, that shit was I mean, hot. You do, you do have some. I you, mean, I, you, you do have some really good, yeah. You do, but you I, have some good lyricists. I think what here, you're but... getting at is like he told a story for those 16 bars. Yeah, you couldn't take a bar off because you missed part of the story. No, and you didn't want to. Like, you didn't he, want he... to. And so it was just like so. It's crazy to go from it was written, and actually, I I heard if I ruled the world, but I didn't get the album because the very like the. I got I am so I, again I don't, I'm not trying to jump so Illmatic what's your do you have a favorite song? So here here's the thing with Illmatic I respect Illmatic like it's not your thing it never was right because we're even and there's even songs off of I would I am and there's songs off of it was written that I really really like but they're still not my thing right yeah the the Stillmatic is where I became infatuated and then it never stopped. Right. And then from there on, it was like he got better. And I know. Which is crazy a lot of... to me because I, I just I think that, like, I don't even know if he, I think he's just always been great. True. But that's the know. way like my brain would tell me. Right. Yeah. So I, do, but I, I mean, but I feel like you kind of miss out because like. But it's not your thing. It's not your thing. But no, me, I like this. Elmatic is just a. Here's the thing. I like the album. But if you tell me you have one album to listen to and it's your last time you ever get to listen to it. And you, you like, you know what I'm saying? Like if you put a gun to my, whatever, it would be Stillmatic, right? Not to jump ahead to Stillmatic, but here's what I do want to say about Illmatic. One, you're hundred percent right. You can listen to Illmatic front to back, never skip a song because 
every song gets better, but the that song isn't better than the last one. Does that make sense? Like, you don't have to go back to the last one. Like we've done, we, you and I have both done, right? Put a song on repeat for yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. 20 minutes. You don't have to do that with Illmatic because the next song just as good as the last one. Yeah. But yeah, that's, a, and that's a good, like, that's a really good perspective because I feel like you don't get that too often. You know no, what I mean? No, but I, I want to, I want to say one thing about Illmatic that is crazy to me. It's 39 minutes long. Yeah, it's not a long album. But that's the thing. It's it's eight. I think it's eight songs or maybe. No, it's got to be more than that. But it's just it's a it's almost like you you're watching a TV show. Or you're watching a movie in your like if you have any type of imagination as you're listening to that album. Bro, I'll tell you what, if you would have if you would have put like a, a multiple choice question, um, I would have said it had to be at least an hour because that's how it feels to like listen to that album it takes you on a journey yeah right so it's just so that's yeah that's it that's super interesting that it's not it's not that long you know because every every song is is just as important as the next and it and listening to it because i listened to it today and it makes you just like it definitely seems like it's longer than that and i mean his top singles, you know, halftime, it ain't hard to tell, life's a bitch, the world is yours, and one love. You, I could probably right now, off the top of my head, but mainly in my head, because then when I go to say it, it gets all fucked up. I can say lyrics of every single one of those songs. Yeah. Because it's like they're just iconic. The, the very first song is fucking amazing, New York State of Mind. Yeah, that it too. It literally takes you through the, through the day in New York type of shit. You know what I mean? Like, and, and before we move on, I want to say one thing. What I do love about this album and, and really Nas in general is in all of his music, like moving forward through his discography, you can see him coming back to Illmatic a lot. Yeah. Right? And it's, dude, that's so crazy because I have that, I have a note about that where um, at the, towards the end here, like he, I forgot what song it was on one of these newer albums, which we'll get into, so it'll probably pop up. But he he always he always pays homage to New York. He always yeah. pays homage to but where I, he's from. He never I, he never strays from that. Like he, I that think is the first part of him. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the first time he said, "I never sleep because sleep is the cousin of death," is on Illmatic. Yeah, that's on Illmatic. And, and then you jump to Stillmatic. That, yeah, it's funny and, that you say that. Is because, that something you wrote down? No. So, yeah, I he in his throughout his career, he has songs or like people that make beats. They sample lyrics that. from his old songs. Yeah. Not just that one, but like other ones. Like, yeah. And so you see it like and like you said, that's a, such a crazy thing to pick up that he always goes back to Illmatic. That's the beginning. That was the first like and and. In one, in the, I think uh, Magic Two, Magic Two or Kings Disease Three. So one of the the more recent albums, he talks about like, like that very like that very thing, like always going back to where he started, like his roots. He never would have like who would have thought that he would be where he is now from there. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I think that he, that's probably the thing that maybe we love 
about him the most is that he's just such a real person. Like the fact that, I mean, the guy's a millionaire, right? He's got tons of money, right? He, he, but he always seems like he's the same dude. Like very rarely do you meet and like, I had that we met him, but like, you know, through his music, you know, him It's very rare. Do you meet that? You know what I mean? You meet somebody like that. That's like always humble, always remembers where they came from. Yeah. They, you know, they got money, they can do things, they got cars, but like, it's never really about that. And I want to throw a disclaimer out there for anybody listening. If you're still listening for the people here that came to talk sports, I hope you're still listening because this episode means a lot to us and, and, and we're really happy about it, excited about it. But anybody that goes, man, Nas is try or whatever because he's sold out. He he has a few radio, whatever, you know, I can, I can name five of them. That's the thing. He didn't do it. Like, Nas wasn't a sellout, right? Oh, like, I, think, I, I need I to think make that disclaimer because I think every time I get into a debate and it's less today than it was like 10 years ago, it's always like, man, he's made such trash, bro. Every, every fucking artist has made trash. He made a few songs that I'm sure if he looks back, he probably goes, eh, I made a lot of money off them, but yeah, they're not my proudest moments. But like, to me, well, they still kind of bang. But who, who hasn't? Who else yeah, exactly. Jay-Z has. Oh, well, that, yeah, I don't like, even. We you know can, we saying? can, like, we can bury him when, when we talk about how Nas buried him. So, yeah, so I don't but, know. Like I, so Illmatic, nineteen ninety four, next album, nineteen ninety six. It was written. Um, to me, you start to see more that, again storytelling, right? That's uh, if I were the world, yep. imagine that street, street dreams. dreams um, yeah, and those the are message. two. I mean, no, classic, the message is on. It was written. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was written. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he has a song, I Gave You Power, where he's telling a story from the viewpoint of a gun. Like, he's showing you his 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 lyrical ability. Like, he's creative. And th- later on, he has other songs where he, like, uh, on, on Nostradamus, he does a song where he's the telling the a story from the viewpoint of a, of a jail cell. Of he's a jail cell. Whoa, cell. that you shit is mean? so deep. And so, like, you start to see his ability pop up and it was written. And uh, I mean, th- there are so many good songs and I was, you know, black girl lost is a great song. Um, yeah. Again, with the storytelling, right? Like y- you're starting to really see that Illmatic wasn't a fluke. This guy can just fucking flow. Like he can tell the story. He can, uh, you know what I mean? He can get you to where you feel like you you're from where he's from in a sense, like you've been through what he's been through because of the way that he's able to do that with his words and his music. And um, like, I, I, I mean, if I rule the world is one of my favorite songs too. Um, but like street dreams, I love like, that's a great song. He has a song on there with Dr. Dre produced um, Nas is coming. And that's interesting for me because at that point you didn't really see West Coast and East Coast mixing together. So I think I thought to me, like, that really showed his versatility and the fact that, like, because he's got, now, he's got a story. Albums, yeah. He doesn't shy away from, from extending himself. You know what I mean? Like, he's yes. got songs with big, and, and the newer songs, you know, with like Lil Dirk and 
Big Sean, Don Tolliver, guys that you wouldn't think that he would have collabed with, you know what I mean? And at this point in 96, the East Coast, West Coast shit is super fucking tense, right? Yeah, but the crazy thing with that is he did did a song on one of his recent albums where he was like paying tribute to Tupac. Yeah, because he, he had he had he was, interactions with Tupac. Well, he was in L.A. when Tupac, the night Tupac died. He was supposed to in meet Vegas. up with him in, in Vegas. But yeah. he was supposed to meet up with him and record. You know what I'm talking about? That yeah. it's, like a, it's like either an interlude or it's the beginning of a song. And he's like on stage and he says, tonight Tupac's core was gunned down. It's not him, It's but he's like using somebody else's like on yeah, stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but what what was what's amazing to me today, looking back on it, or you know, as I got older and realized, he was the one on the East Coast that was lending the hand out to the yeah. West Coast. Not, I don't, hey, I don't want beef, yeah. you know. Like it wasn't, hey, I don't, I don't want smoke. I just boo. There's no reason for us to beef. No, he was like, a, like, like I said, he's a smooth dude. You know what I mean? But I think, like it, again, you're seeing it very early on. You know what I mean? That I think that versatility. The way he can tell a story, it's it's just like it's cap again. They say that to use that word, it is captivating. You know, and like if you are a person, if you're into that, I, and I feel like again, like you can co-sign this. Like if you're not really a lyrical person, like the lyrics really don't grab you in that sense, then you don't like Nas. Like uh, yeah, I agree. Really... But I did feel like as he progressed throughout his career, he started to embrace some more of the beats, and then obviously with Hip Boy. There's some banger like beat wise, but he yeah. never, he but never, I still, I still think that, and we'll get, we can get into that then, but I think, yeah, but he never switches up his flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I want to, before we move to I Am, I want to talk about the message for just a minute because it is my favorite song of all time. To yeah. me, it's timeless. Like it is absolutely timeless. We listened to it back in 2001, 2002. I listened to it countless number of times in Afghanistan, Iraq, like this song has literally gotten me through the worst days of my right? Yeah. And I always come back to the end of the first verse. Like that is, we've probably texted this to each other over a hundred times in our lives. That's where I see it on Facebook memories sometimes. Too. All the time. It's overnight thugs, bugs. They ain't promise shit. Hungry ass, ass hooligans stay, stay on, on that, that piranha, piranha shit. shit. And I still remember when I used to work at the the uh fuck the metal tending plant. Remember? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I would I would place. the die casting place. I would walk to your house or I would take the bus to your house at two AM in the morning and you'd be sitting on your back porch with a bottle of rum and your fucking music. Right, we're talking for everyone listening. We're talking 2004, summer of 2004. I just yeah, graduated. I just graduated, and you were going to Marquette University. Yeah, I was like 18. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. 17. I was well, old I just 18, turned 18. Drinking on the patio. We were listening to fucking music. But we we probably had the because I remember when I worked there. I used to work with them old heads, like old ass dudes, 50s, yeah. 60s, that would try to like. They would preach to me all night and I'd come back and I'd talk to you about it. And we probably said this line to each other thousands of times that summer because everywhere we turned, it felt like somebody was trying to get like 
want you know get it you know get the edge on us because we yeah. were kids right everybody just saw us as kids but i mean we we've talked about it like we felt like we were mentally older than 18 right yeah we, yeah I so agree. i like, think too though like we we kind of had like uh i don't know i think we had a different bond you know what i mean like we weren't brothers but we are brothers type of deal well and i gotta I, mean? I gotta make a correction i was it was 2005 you had just left marquette and i just dropped out of whitewater okay so i was off on a year because that was right before i joined yeah, and you were um, working so the, second shift there. I was working second shift from 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. And, uh, bro, we had some of the, probably some of the, my best memories with music and you were those nights. Just like, sitting on the patio. Just sitting there. <laughs> bro, there would be, there would be an hour we didn't say a word to each other. Just listening to music. Just listening, vibing. And but just that's, drink. How, that's how it was, like, during that time. Even when, you know, like, and I, I don't want to get too far because, I mean, you, we're already. I jumped to 2000. Yeah. So yeah. let's jump back to. So it was it was written was really my first like. Obviously, I didn't hear it in 99 or 96. Yeah. But listening back on it, that's when I was like, because Illmatic didn't do it for me at the time. It did it for you. But yeah. So then we moved to I Am, which was 1999. Yep. And, and that, that's funny because so there's 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 like drama I guess with this album because and I didn't learn I didn't know this until recently because he Nas had said something in one of his newer songs about this album and about Nipsey Hussle wanting to do a documentary about it before he before he was killed. Um, I am was supposed to be a double disc and. It got leaked. And I want to say, I don't know this for sure. I think I was reading about it and I thought it might have been the actual fucking record company leaked it or something or they leaked and then they they like panicked. And so half of the songs, more like half of the songs on IM weren't never supposed to be on IM. And I think like this is where you see him first get some criticism for doing like mainstream songs because he had like well it was um, hate me now with puff daddy yeah he had um the song was it was it with Aaliyah? yeah you, you won't see, won't me, see tonight. me tonight which i like i thought that was a good i like that song too and, um then he had the song uh is it like k-i-s-s-i-n-g or something like that is that Nas is like Nas 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 Nas. well i love that's my favorite song that yeah. like it's probably my favorite song of all oh, time. Really? Yeah. I do Sounds love like that. Earth, wind, and fire, rims and tires. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I do love that song. Every single I... word to that song, dude. Like, I knew every single word to that song. That was and, me with uh, one mic, but yeah. Okay, and as to me, as much as they say, like, you know, this was like one of his worst albums. Um, I just I thought it was to me it was great. You had uh, I want to talk to the mayor. To the, to the governor, governor and like, to the motherfucking at, president. Being a, being where I am now, like, shit, hell yeah, I can see why you wanted to talk to the mayor and the president, because I want to talk to them motherfuckers too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It, it, and it gave you, to me, that, like, people, they, they said that was, like, one of the worst songs on the album from what I was reading, this article that I was reading. And I was like, bro, it's bullshit, because to me, it was like, it gave you insight as to what is going on in these areas. Like, 
And that's before I knew about, you know, systemic racism and all that shit. Like, you know, so now I'm like, well, it makes sense. Why, like, the lyrics of the song make so much sense now because you look back and, you know, you think about what was going on then because, I mean, shit's still going on now, but you know what I mean? So I, yeah. I but I, uh, Nas is like, is like, I think it's the DJ premiere beat for me. Like, uh, you've always been a fan, right? Like, yeah. So like, I was like, like those beats, like they, they got me like, and I was like, Oh man, like, but the lyrics are like, it is to me, it just flows so well together. So, and I'll never forget the, the album cover, like him and the Pharaoh, like the Pharaoh, um, I don't know, the sarcophagus kind of thing. Yeah. Like, now, as we move to the next one is probably the one I remember being his most hated on. Nostradamus. Yes. Yeah. Which that also, that also came out in 99. It did, which is kind of well, makes you think it's connected to, it's connected to I am to the exactly. fact it's supposed to be a double disc. Exactly. So half the songs too on Nostradamus were like forced, or you know what I mean? They were maybe songs that were supposed to be on I am. Um, there's more like I, I don't, I'm not going to get into it a, a, a whole lot, but uh, this is most people view this as his weakest album. So that's the crazy part. That leak. I love this album, dude. Like shoot them up, just shoot them up. What? Q, yeah. Q, Q. Like the life we chose, and then the life we chose. We're friends yeah. become foes. And then big yeah. girl. Like I love. Like I like. I don't know, man. It's just like this CD well, they give had them shit for for Omi for the song with yeah, Jenny. They do, you know? which I I love that song. Omi I'm back not gonna like lie. Oh, yo, rent. <laughs> I'll be back like twenty acres. To... Dude, I love that song. I don't care. Like, boom, boom. the beat just doom, doom, doom. Yeah, doom. I, God love yeah. us. Yeah. Um, last words. These are the last words of the hanging slave. How can I forget this? Wrong. I love that Put song. Like, like, there's a to me. I'm just it's. It's more of the same. It's just like maybe it just the maybe the album because when you look at okay obviously Illmatic and it was written everything flows right yeah like, you, like we were saying the next song is not better than the previous song it's not worse either like there's just it's there's a lot of uh, there's a balance uh, of equality in the songs right or not even equality in the quality there's a balance of quality where track two. And track three and track four, like you're not skipping them, but they're different. But they're not, yeah. any, you know, everything is just it's it's quality. And then you it's get a flow. To, and then you get to I am, and then Nostradamus, and maybe you don't, and you definitely don't have that. Like I will say that you don't have it, Nostradamus. But to me, Nostradamus had the songs that I liked. I mean, there's, I, I have. But overall, one, two, three, I'll agree. Four, it was, it was probably one of his weaker ones. But here's the thing: that leak might have fucked up the track listing. It did. It definitely right? did. Because so like there were it songs didn't... that were never put out and then you see those some of those songs are on, on the lost, lost tapes. tapes. Yeah. But what I was gonna say is like the flow that we talked about with his first three albums kind of gets lost with I uh with um these last two, right? Yeah. Because it makes sense. They weren't supposed to drop the way they did. Yeah. But I wanna before we jump to Stillmatic, I wanna ask you a question. Because Stillmatic, I felt, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like is when he regained, like, oh, Nas is back. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I mean, like, I would agree, because 99, even though he released two albums in 99, uh, and I have some some statistics that we'll go through at the end, 
which will make it be kind of it was kind of uh, surprising to me. But those two albums, like it seemed like it took away, it took the wind out of the sail because like Ill Man, yes. it was written in in terms of the um, the reception, right? Everybody was like, "Fucking, this is just phenomenal!" Like this guy. Yeah is amazing. And not even to mention before Illmatic, when he first got that fucking live at the barbecue freestyle, when people really started, like, that's what got him on. Like, even that freestyle alone was like, holy shit, this guy is so fucking talented. And then so you, you get to I Am and Nostradamus, yeah. and you're like, eh. But again... But I, you kind of answered my question a little okay. bit, but I'm still going to ask it. Do you think... And you've already said you think Illmatic is the best debut album of all time. You think Illmatic is poss- is one of the best albums of all time. Did was because of how good Illmatic was. Is that why the po- like? Do you attribute that to the poor reception for I Am? It was written in Nostradamus. Like, well, do you almost written, equate it? It was written had good reception as well. It, it, so it I, did, but it did, it wasn't. It wasn't like Illmatic, right? Like nobody talks about it. it was written when you talk about the best hip hop albums of all time. I don't know, but they should. They should, but do you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm asking? Think, like, was it because? First, I think the first, because he had such a great debut. I still think it was written had very uh, was very well received. I think the fact that those two albums were so good that I am and Nostradamus in the eyes of most people. And even for me, like, and I think he even knows it. You know what I mean? He knows yeah. that because of this leak, it really fucked him up, you know? Yeah. And I think that because it's like, let's equate it to a sports, right? Where can you imagine the Packers played how they did on Sunday, right? Yeah. Imagine they play like that again this Sunday and then say, give them three, say another game same way fucking looking firing on all cylinders and then they lose the next four in yeah, a row it's wins out of your sales even if it's like well okay one was a bad call and maybe one there was a, a fumble that they didn't recover that we should have or dropped interception like even if it's not like total blowouts but four in a row it takes the wind out of your sail and then it makes you think right well those first three games that we won those were a fluke so now yeah. you're not even you're taking away the credit of what you originally had given them for that those opening games because of the fact that now you're so disappointed because you got so hyped you 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 were hyped up like this guy is everything he touches is going to be fucking gold right and yeah. you get two albums that are just not the same they're not put together the same and and for things that you don't know at the time until yep. later on, like I didn't again because the internet wasn't what it is today. I just exactly. found out about this this year. Yeah, so let's jump to Stillmatic. Yeah, this because is, I, I, this is your this yeah this is where I like really yeah th- I mean this to me is the album right yeah like even when you look online you know it's even not called one of the best songs on the CD Ether. Yeah. Because, because so many other good songs. Because you have so many good songs. So, and I don't want to spend a ton of time on it because I think we're, this the episode kind of, itself yeah. is yeah is, is jabbing. But like, I want to point out two things on this album. One, he absolutely destroys an entire label. <laughs> yeah. And the 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 lead, the head person of that label has recently come out and said we took a big ass L. Yeah. And lately, the 
critics around ether are now starting to like the truth is starting to come out like well this yeah. wasn't just like this wasn't a fair fight like Nas completely obliterated Jay-Z right and yeah. I've said that my whole life I'm like bro they're not even comparable but I don't want to I do want to so. point out one thing with ether Ron Browse produced it that's really? kind of yeah that's just kind of cool right that's very interesting. I did not yeah. know that. I so this is another that. another point I want to make off of this CD. Uh, one of the writers for Rewind, what I think is the best song ever written. It's not my favorite, but it's the best. Like, just because it's so fucking crazy, right? Yeah. Rick Rubin oh, helped really? Nas write that. And for those of you that don't know who Rick Rubin is, he is a, I mean, he's a legend in hip hop, right? Yeah. Producer, writer. He was a co-founder of uh, Def Jam. He works today with like Kendrick Lamar, Will Heavy. Yeah, he he works with the top guys now. Yes, like, he, but I mean, he was then too. But even I'll even say this: in 2007, he was known as the one of the top hundred most in, influential people in the world. That's crazy. Right. So I wanted to point that out because until today, I didn't know Rick Rubin helped write Rewind. And that shit's crazy to me. Yeah, that's I didn't know that either. And then the last thing I want to point out is, well, one well, two things. Right. Because the flyest you and I quote that shit all the time. Yeah. (laughs) No no fucking (laughs) doubt. Like when him and AZ went back and forth and we've had this talk in our life a lot. Those are some of my favorite songs of all time is when him and AZ are just going back and forth like us on a podcast, but they're rapping. Dude, dude, hold on. This is, I was going to, this is, this is what I want to talk about like later, but now that you brought it up. Well, let me, let me make one last comment about Stillmatic and then I'll let, I'll give you the floor. One of my favorite songs of all time. And now that we, we've seen what's happened in the country over the last 10 years is my country. But in 2001, Nas starts a song on one of his best albums ever, and the chorus is, my country shitted on me. Right? Yeah. And everybody, most likely, this is right after 9-11, is like, what is he talking about? Right? Like, it's ahead of his time. To me, like, looking back on that song... It goes back into the storytelling and also another thing that I have written down that I was going to get into later, but there's a common theme that there's a lot of common themes, but one of the things that Nas does a lot is he gives you history in his storytelling. They're not just like, you know, um, fictitious stories about, real things in in his community oh he's talking about yeah yeah i see what you're saying he's talking about real life events he gives you he gives you music history um he talks and 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 all the throughout these albums he gives you music history he gives you um like political history he gives you history on things that societal issues like slavery he throws he gives you literal history in his storytelling like real things you know like in one of these later albums he gives you history about like um uh what's his name roger troutman they were two brothers i think they had the the group was called zap maybe but like 
or was it the yeah i think it was called zap and like the brother there were these fucking amazing like musicians and and producers and the one brother killed the other brother and then he killed himself and he was like saying well that was the end of that like that was the end of them and I, and so like you know what i mean like he gives you real music he gives you history yeah not just like even like i want um and, and back and on i am like i want to talk to i want to talk to you like he's giving you political history and how it affects the community that he's from you know what i mean so like it, it's it is a reoccurring thing that he gives you um this you know history like it's part of his storytelling yeah and i i, I mean i could probably talk about this album the whole podcast right because i forgot probably my favorite song off of this album one mic yeah and i still remember watching that video a fiend drops his heineken and in the video he's in like a dark room with just a mic and a heineken and and, and he drops his heineken yeah and it like crashes on the on the on the cement pavement in this like fucking room and but it, I want the reason I brought that up is because I get chills. I still get chills. I've probably heard the song a thousand times in my life, right? Yeah. But that second verse where he talks about the like number of bullets, like Jesus died when he was 33. That's 33 yeah, that's... shots with twin glasses, 16 apiece. That's 32, which means one of my, right? That was yeah, one of my guns was holding 17, 27 hit your crew, six went into you. Yeah. That fucking like, I don't even know what it would be. I'd have to look up the lyrics to see, but it's like six bars of just like, you have to listen to it multiple times and it's like completely factual, yeah. right? Like he doesn't fuck something up in there. Yeah, and he's very precise. That is probably one of my favorite like flows of his, of all time. Yeah. Like that just, he, it's almost like a rant, right? I mean, to me, it's it's kind of similar to, like, the message. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's, again, it's a storytelling, but just, like, superb flow. Like, yeah, it, yeah. It's just, like, probably as perfect of a song as you can get. Like, I don't even consider it, at that point, I don't even consider it storytelling anymore. Like, I don't have a word for it. But the way he paints a picture is, like, it's just, like, poetry in motion which i know is storytelling right like i'm trying to think of a better way to describe it than storytelling because I mean, poetry is different than storytelling it is I mean, like, but i almost feel like at a certain point like we could say storytelling on this podcast a hundred times and i feel like <laughs> i feel like we're doing a disservice does that does that make sense what i'm like it's almost a disservice because it's so good yeah like I'm not picking up a Dr. Seuss book. Yeah, I still think it, you know what I mean? It is storytelling, I agree, but it's just like, it's on another level. The art, the artistry is is different. But, yeah, I mean, and I'll just, one thing, two things that I want to say about this album is, uh, for me, it's probably one of the hardest rebound albums that you can have, uh, because I do think that he had to, to rebound from those two albums. Um, and he definitely killed Jay Z with Ether. Um, yeah, so, I mean, forget about it. It was because Jay Z had to respond to it. That's how bad it was. Jay Z had a song, then Nas had a song, and then Jay Z had to come with another song. 
And, and it was like, bro, if you got to come back with a song, that means you lost. And we didn't even talk about, but Got Yourself a Gun was an, is an absolute classic. Yeah. But... Like, so on to Lost Tapes, which yeah. I think is one of his most underrated albums. We're talking... Yeah. At the time, it was just the Lost Tapes. There was no Lost Tapes 2. So technically, this is Lost Tapes 1, right? Yeah. But at the time, there was no Lost Tapes 2. But, bro, this fucking CD was a banger. Well, like, this has this has songs that were supposed to be on I Am. On I Am, but like yeah, no Do idea Rags, is original. Do Rags was supposed to be on I Am. Do Rags was amazing. Did it I love that song, bro. Purple. Purple. You gotta love it. That Black Zombie. Song. You got like it, just it the... just it's a it's a it's such a good album that I think people historically threw this one in the pile of like, oh, he didn't put much into this. But well, and it's it's to me it's it's like a it's a collection, right? So it doesn't flow like say Illmatic, it was written still Matic. It doesn't have that same flow because it's a collection. It's songs that didn't make it onto some albums or were supposed to be here and then they leaked so then they held it and never released them like and it's got one of your favorite producers on it i think this is the first time he works with alchemist i don't know if he's got a song with alchemist he does he has three of them my way nothing uh my way no ideas original and nope two sorry no ideas original is my favorite because it has that it has that sample, that uh, very white sample. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that was Alchemist. Five times yesterday. But here's the interesting thing about Lost Tapes, and it goes back to everything you said. It was recorded from 98 to 2001. So yeah. this is when he started recording. Um, it, not, it was when I, I Am in Nostradamus, like you said, and then through – because. The extended well, I don't ver- think Nostradamus was supposed to be a thing. I don't think it was either. It just I had to be. It was supposed to be a double disc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But some of these songs, if you got the, the uh, extended disc of Stillmatic, some of these songs are on Stillmatic. Okay. No no Ideas Original, You Gotta Love It, My Way, Make It Last, and Do Rags were all snippet and they were introduced on Stillmatic. Yeah. If you got the, <laughs> if you paid Shout the extra. To yeah, the, you, the deluxe versions of yeah, yeah. CDs. The, the version we couldn't like five dollars more. The version we couldn't afford. Yeah, you you, so, you find a way, or you download it. So so then the same year he drops Godson. Yeah, which, which makes sense because Lost Taste was a culmination was a, of exactly most, you know what I mean unreleased songs. So Godson um, was you know what I mean a, a, a it was I can understand how he put it out in the same year. But what's so your, this, yeah, go yeah. ahead. So this CD um, is one of my favorite. I love Thug's Mansion, even though I know it was, you know, post-produced the way it was. Like Nas wrote his verse after, you know, Tupac already had his yeah. song. I get it, but I still love what they did with it. And even though I love, I actually love this whole CD. My favorite song on here, and it's one of my favorite songs of Nas of all time. Is Book of Rhymes. Yeah, and I was gonna say I knew when I was going through, I was like, Oh, this is this is Ryan's song. He's he's definitely gonna have that. Also, hey, who produced it? Alchemist. Yeah. Um 
but it goes back to what we've said the whole time. And now he's finally, I think, for the first time, publicly acknowledging this is what I do. Like, I write story. I write books. Yeah. Every one of my albums is a book. So the play on, like, the double entendre, whatever you'd call it, that he does with this song where you can hear the pages flipping in the background. And he's he pretends he's reading out of, like, his own journal. Yeah. yeah. And then at... It's on certain verses, he'll like, I think on one of the verses in the middle of it, he's literally goes, no, no, not that one. And he yeah. literally jumps into the next story. Bro, that shit just was like, it sort of like rewind, like the production and the, uh, the, the thought process that goes into making something like that is just next level. I mean, it feels real, right? Like, and it feels like, real. Like, like I felt like he was reading like me a book in the room with him and he's just going through this book and you're just like waiting for the next story you know what i mean like um one of my favorite songs is get down and that, get, that get, again is because it's get the down. storytelling you know yeah but that one starts off bro but that one like you go back to the storytelling of get down that one starts off who walk like pistol pete and pappy mason gave the young boys admiration put some queens and puts or whatever put some harlem street legends you know like that one literally the the it, beat me, starts and it, he immediately like, jumps into telling a story. It's New York State of Mind. It's the message. It's um, Nas is like even as you know what I mean. It's one mic, like the, you know what I mean. It's just it, to me, it's the it's the the it's that that song. On it's this that album. song on it's the that, album. Yep. Yeah. I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Mastermind is a good one. My favorite, but one of my favorite songs on here is Dance. It's because it's a tribute uh, to his mom who had passed away. And I think even Jay-Z had given a diss song during this time that he's recording Godson. And the reason, I think the reason why Nas never responded is because he was dealing with like his mom passing away. So I think that was and then, yeah, so a there's, move by Jay-Z, I'm, I'm, but you know. I'm not going to get into this first one much, but Revolutionary Warfare was yeah, is just like, but the one I really like that is super underrated was Heaven. And I like it because of the question, right? It makes you think if Heaven was a mile away, would you pack up your bags and leave yeah. this world behind? Like Heaven was a mile away. If like when I hear that song, you start to think like, man, if I could see the gates, man, would I, you know? Yeah, especially when you're 15, 16, 17, 18 years old and you're like looking at the future going, man, I have no future. Like, fuck it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So like at our time in our lives, we were shit. This is 2000. This is 2004. So I 2002. Yeah, 2002. 2002. So I was a sophomore in high school just getting introduced to hip hop. Like, bro, yeah, I'm leaving this motherfucking as in a heartbeat. Like it's a. And I think um, the cross was produced by Eminem. I think that's a significant, um, yeah, uh, thing there. Again, that whole branching out, the you know, being open to to collaborating with different people. Um, you know, so we'll again, jump. Not too many people knew Eminem yeah. was producing music in two thousand two either. <laughs> I didn't. No. Yeah. I'm pretty so the sure, next, yeah. the next one. I also like this album. His first actual double album, yeah, Streets, Streets Disciple. Disciple. 
I Dude, thought the first so many good songs there is, but I thought the first one, like I would listen to the first one, and then the second one I'd go back to the first one. So if there was a long time and point that I love the first CD, yeah, and then I finally gave my cha- gave my like gave the second one a chance, it was like man, I've been missing out. Like, you know, Suicide Bounce with Busta, you know, the unauthorized biography of Akim, like. Just giving tribute, you know, remember yeah. the times. I was going to say, I have a bunch of songs listed down. I don't have them listed by... Um, by Yeah, which one by, it was. Yeah, by so, like, that's that's uh, that's hard for me. But I do have... I feel like this is probably the most underrated album that he's had out. And I, I, my opinion, I attribute that to the fact that in 2004, you're kind of having a transition in... in, in hip-hop right and music started, yeah and in, in music in general because i'm pretty sure 2004 this is when you're starting to see like little john um and that kind of stuff come out you know what i mean yin yang twins yep and also at a point in time in my life in 2004 is when i'm starting to drink and party well i yep. was drinking before but you know what i'm saying but like, partying that's when we started to this like is where you start partying so you're not uh, you're not at somebody's house listening to Nazareth Savage. You know what I mean. You're you're listening to whatever's on the radio, right? Because that's what people want to listen to. So I feel like for that reason, this is underrated because it came I out agree. during a time of transition. But when I went back through it yesterday, there are so many good songs, dude. Like so, so what's many. what's your one on here that you could li- like you just remember? And I have one that I remember 2004 with you on. And we talked Bro, about this I know song. It. I, know I know it. Yeah. But I guarantee I'm going to say it right now. Now we all know my style. Don't know. That's a good one, though. That's the one with Ludacris. Bro, that used to do that fucking dance and you're, when we were driving around. You'd just be at a red light and you would do that fucking... I can't even think of how to describe the dance. Like you're like you're kind of like you're just running in place. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? People yeah. look at us crazy when we're at stoplights. But that was the that song is we started doing that too. But okay, so that that was the banger on the on the CD, right? Yeah, with or the Virgo. beat, Virgo, yeah, with uh, uh Ludacris and uh, Dougie. Yeah, Fred. Virgo was Ludacris. The other one, No My Style, was with. Uh, I think it was just by himself. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Spendo, but I still let it pile. But no, the one that I think we probably talked the most about because this is just a time of our in our lives was a message to the feds, like. Oh yeah, I have that down there too. Yeah. But it it because it's only two minutes long, but it's literally yeah, two a, minutes. This is a hard ass album. Like this is, Disciple, Nazareth Savage, um, American Way. The That's times. the American Way. Like remember with Kalis. Hung with the dimes. Remember the times I fucked a few. <laughs> Just a moment. Can we please have a yeah. moment of silence? Uh, Thief's theme. Yeah. I mean, th- Dude, this some... CD is so underrated. He, yeah, he I had think... the song with his dad, too. I yeah, I, we didn't even get there. Yeah, Bridging the Gap with Oludara. Yeah. Like, that was the first time he featured his dad on, on his own song. Who was a, a jazz musician. A jazz musician. But, it's, but it fits. It's good. Yeah. But it's very underrated, though. Cause, and I think, I, I, I like, in my opinion... I really do attribute that to the fact that you're having a transition in music. And that, to me, so that was 2004. That leads into his next album in 2007. So I want to make one I want to make one comment about 
that I just read that I don't think we've ever described Nas this way. And I would like to start describing him like this socio-conscious hip hop oh, okay, artist. Yeah, that makes sense. Like I just read that and I was like, man, that is like, that's way better than I like. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, but yes, let's move on. So hip hop is dead. This one was it. I think that's why, that's why you have this. Like, yes. Like the, that double, that double disc streets disciple came out during a time of transition. And now, you know what I mean? You're, you're sitting back. If you're a, a, a hip hop head, you're seeing in, in, by from 2004 to 2007, right? Not that there's anything wrong with the music, but Little John, Little Scrappy, you know, Crime Mob, Ying Yang Twins, uh, you know, shit like that. Maybe I don't know. I might be jumping. I might be early for Crime Mob, but like but, that style of music. No, you're not. You're not early because I left in 2006, so it was definitely before that. But what I I want to point out about this album, them Franchise Boys. That. I did love that shit back in the day, though. I, I mean, still love that shit. Partying, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, here's the thing I want to say about this CD that you haven't touched on yet that I thought you were going to immediately. This is when all the the beef stopped. It's his first label. It's his first album with Def Jam. He features Jay, Jay-Z on the label. He feature, On the song, he features Kanye West as a producer. Oh, hip-hop is dead, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. hip-hop is dead. Like, this is when... They squashed all that bullshit and they were like, bro, we're just here to make music. Five years later, right? Yeah. And this CD wasn't great. And at the time, at the time, I didn't think it was great. Looking back on it, every single one of these songs, Black Republican, Carry On Tradition, You Can't Kill Me, Where Are They Now? Hip Hop Is Dead with Will I Am. They all were telling the story of what he thought music was then. Yeah, blunt action. Right? Can't yeah, forget I, about you. Did you say still dreaming? Because that's a good one with Kanye. I didn't, but it that that's like, but that's my whole point is like who killed it? Yeah, like yeah. who <laughs> made it out with two hundred grand? <laughs> what a scam! Like he does it the rap the whole song like that. So like, it, which is funny because right, you you have rewind, you have the song where he's coming from the viewpoint of a gun from a jail cell. You got him doing this whole song like a twenties gangster or detective movie person, right? Yeah, shame, yeah. Like <laughs> like I don't know. Like it might seem stupid to people, but to me I was like, wow, dude, that's pretty fucking creative. You it's back I mean? to that like, like the whole it, song is like that. So yeah, but it's, could rap like that. But you know I, I mean? yeah, and I think like supporting your, you know, statement, it, it goes back to this wasn't this isn't just music to him. Right, no, like he, it's he's he's from where it started. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and and at this point in time, you're moving away from boom bap. You're moving away from lyrics. You're you're in 2007. You're bobbing your head and shaking your ass. I mean, like not like a like I'm an old guy. Like oh, these young whippersnapper. But you were like you were partying. You were bouncing. You were dancing. You had fucking like Nelly songs. You had again, you know, Little John. You had. Yin Yang twins, you had even like uh, Yin Yang and his dying. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, and the majority, right? If you even look back at like MTV and BET, the majority of of music was that kind of stuff. It was stuff Bubba Sparks. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't lyricisms. It wasn't boom bap rap. It was just a new thing, and it's yeah. not a bad thing. But 
it, when you looked at it and you look at what Nas came from, Nas Nas was there like for like the original hip hop turned fifty this year and Nas is turning fifty this year. So like yeah. he knows the beginning of, of hip hop. Like he was there, he was in the area where it was created. He saw, you know, KRS one, Marley Mall, like all you know what I mean, all these these basic institutions of hip hop, right? These guys that are just figureheads and carry legacies and he was they were no longer no yeah. pun intended because that's the name of his song on, on on that album that's a great song but now he's viewing it it is but now he's seeing where it's coming and where it's at now because you also then you have mainstream right you you can't be on the radio if you don't have uh you know a, a song that, like that like you and the only song on this album that even could have possibly gotten close to the radio was Hip Hop Is Dead. He didn't make. There was a. What I love about this album is there was an intent. But there Which was an. Actually, he used that beat on Streets Disciple too. He did. Yeah. Um, but there was an intent with this album. Would you agree? I'm here to prove a point, and I'm yeah. going to do it through my music. And he did, in my opinion. Like he. All these songs are bangers, bro. Like they're all. I mean, if so, so the next album is probably his most controversial because it is now known as Untitled. Yeah, uh, I definitely was that. not known as Untitled. I well, it uh, came out was just N on the album cover. Yes. So for those of you that be. don't know, and I don't know if I've ever said this on the pod, Cisco, you know this. Up until Magic and King's Disease one. I have every Nas album unopened in a box. I still have them. That's why I found that paper. Yeah. Um, I have this one, but I had a mixtape that I bought off of a website. And it's actually the whole word. It's like the end tapes. And I saw it today and I was like, oh, my God, put that back. Like, I don't want anyone <laughs> to see that. Like, I don't need that. And it's, it's one, it's terrible, right? Like it really is. Cause it's just, it's like a ghetto ass mixtape, but this was like his most, uh, it, it, this one was uh, controversial, this whole yeah. album in my well, opinion, like. And because of the fact that it, what, what was, what did you just say? You described Nas as socio-conscious. Yeah. This is a very socio-conscious album. This was not an album that had probably any plays on the radio before 12 p.m. <laughs> like no, before probably midnight. Not. Probably, but I have notated here, bro. I went back through that album because this is I do I like this album. This is one of my favorite albums too. Yeah, Hip Hop Is Dead is one of, is probably like my second favorite album. Um, outside of Illmatic, which is kind of crazy. But this album is really good because it the storytelling is, is fucking crazy on this album. Like, because, again, in 2008, we are young adults, right? And I feel like going back now, being older and listening to some of the songs, like, dude was really spitting knowledge out there. Like, he was... All these songs were were him just, you know what I mean introducing you or reintroducing you to the things that are still going on that were going on when he was telling stories in 1994. Now yep. we're in 2008, right? What's 14 years ahead and they're still the same shit. 
right? Like you're still having these same issues, like slot. And it goes back to Ether when he says, like, when he mocks Rockefeller for saying, like, all you do is try to spit knowledge or whatever, right? He's like, no, I try. And I love that line where he's like, what you trying? What you think I'm trying to spit knowledge? No, I'm trying to kick the shit you need to learn, though. The ether, the shit that make your soul burn slow, right? Yeah. He's literally, he's what we've said before. He's staying true to himself, and yeah. he's like, it, this is what. There's a lot of, there's a lot of queens get the money. It's he's talking about like, the you know what I mean, like where he's from, you know, the hustling, the, you know, again that that. To me, it's the one mic, it's the message, it's um, New York State of Mind. Like, that's the song, you know what I mean? Like, he's got that, but then you have Sly Fox, you have Fried Chicken, which is a, a creative song, right? Him and, and Busta Rhymes um, using Fried Chicken, but really it's 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 like an innuendo to something else. Like Black President? Yep, yep, you have that on there. Um, so I just, I think that it was controversial because of what he wanted to name it and the yes. things that he was talking about. Cause at this point he's going, after nobody wanted media. to talk about it. Yeah. Nobody wanted to talk yeah, about it. Nobody wanted to media. look. It's not just like the government, like, you know, I want to talk to you and, and these kind of things. He's going after the media. Like this is yeah. and in 2008, right. There's, I think you see a transition in the way the views of, of what's going on in society in terms of racial and, um, you know what I mean? Political things like that. So, like, to me, this was like a, a like a, a grown man album. You know? Like, yeah. Hey, I mean, it got positive reviews. It just there was so much. I I would say hate to it coming out. Yeah. And again, at this point, bro, like we're in that transition. It, music has transitioned into mainstream. Into you got to have a hit that you can play on the radio that people listen to and want to dance to and that's how you make your money you don't make money off of being a lyricist anymore like yeah. at this point in 2008 bro like and i'm not speaking for us specifically or like people but people in general don't want to hear this shit yeah they don't want to they don't want to they don't want knowledge kicked at them they don't want to hear yeah. the story they want to hear you know that they want to shake they want to have fun taking shots and partying and fucking you know what i mean it's not about like the story it's just about partying having fun and what's you know and what's popular like you just want to dance and shake your ass you want to see girls dancing and you know what i mean like it's just it's not about the knowledge anymore hip-hop has transitioned like they're a part of it right it's become now mainstream so you're you're really confined by what the radio what the media companies that own mtv or bet or things like that like things it's 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 still in that transition but he's like yeah it's like him saying bro where I'm, I'm not transitioning like i'm not like this still needs this stuff still needs to be out here yeah i agree with you 100 percent. as we go to his next one i don't know if you wanted to talk about his actual next album because it's well, not on my thing it had 2010 distant relatives even yes the collaboration so, so i want to touch on it quickly yeah because we talked about this back in the day Welcome to Zion in 2005 on Damian Marley's album featuring Nas is an absolute track. Yeah. Right? And we talked about it for years. Man, they need to do more together. They need to do more together. And then 2010, 
we got a full album with Nas and Damian Marley. Yeah. And Nas has talked about this in the past, like how much that album meant to him because of how much his dad, Damian Marley's dad, Bob Marley, meant to him. So this album was really cool to me, yeah. right? It wasn't – it's not bad, right? I don't no. think it's as good as it could have been. No, um, but it, 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 I haven't listened paying, to it in a long time. It's paying homage, you know what I'm yes. saying? And like, uh, you think of Bob Marley. Bob Marley also talked about some knowledge. Like, yeah, it wasn't uh, like what people think. Oh, smoking weed and getting high. Like he, his songs had meaning. They had real messages. So I think like, I and and like looking back at that, I can see that connection with Nas and and how it influenced him. So uh, I think I thought it was relevant to put on here. Yeah, I, I like it, and I'm glad you did because yeah. I wanted to say a little something about it. So then we jumped to 2012, Life is Good. Bro, I'm going to be uh, honest with you. I, I hate it. I was like, this album sucked. But and you went back and listened to it? I went back and listened to it yesterday, and I was an idiot. I said, I, and I even wrote, this is on my fucking note here. I must have been lost during this time because there are some bangers. He <laughs> well, my favorite Boom song. Back, and he had great samples. My and favorite just... song on this album was uh, Accident Motors. Like, okay. I just loved how he flowed on that song, right? Um, but this is another one along with probably Untitled that I need to go back and listen to. Yeah, I I just went yesterday, and I was I I was very surprised. Um, and I just again, 2012, music has transitioned, and I feel like I transitioned with it during yep. that time. And I kind of and like me writing that, I'm making fun of myself, but like because I do pride myself on being a hip hop person, like you know, especially being loyal to to, to the guy to Wu Tang, Nas, and these people that I started with and so the fact that in my head i was like wow that album sucked and i literally remember taking it out of my cd player in the car i had my honda accord and i remember taking it out and thinking like dude this sucks like and i never listened to it again until yesterday and yeah Nas, if you ever listen to this i'm really sorry about that because this is a really good album you know? now here's where i thought Nas was done right well, this is like he this is the true transition of his his career. He did transitions mu- musically, right? Yeah. We saw it from you know I am and Nostradamus and the Stillmatic to Godson, right? And then we saw a little uh, obviously the transition into Untitled, where he's like, nope, I'm bringing back, I'm getting away from the Godson, making songs, some songs for the radio, really caring what public says, and I'm going back to me, right? And yeah. he kind of did that through the rest of the early 2010s and then Nazir happens. And I remember being, I remember exactly where I was. I'm not going to throw it out there on the podcast, but I was overseas and I remember reading about Kanye West producing six albums in six weeks. Right. That's Kanye, musical genius. So, yeah. And we don't need to get into that because no, he's yeah. a cuckoo bird. I'm just wanting to, yeah, no, no, I he is. And we've talked him. about it, but no. the, that's the thing is, the artistry is there. all first off, all six of those albums are fucking amazing. Yeah, I think it was six. It might have been five. But Tiana Taylor's Kanye produced album. Amazing. Uh, I, not always the five nine, but the uh, I'm blanking out. But Pusha. Uh, push yeah, Pusha T. 
Yeah, Pusha T. Sorry, not not Royce. Pusha T. Uh, Kanye. Is this when uh, the good music came out too? So, no, they, uh, nope. Um, this is quite no, a bit exactly later. Yeah, 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 way later. But my point is, he made one for uh, Nas. He made one for himself, and then he made one for Kid Cudi, right? Okay, yeah. This was the album that I knew if he never made another thing. And I truly believe this. If he never made another thing, I was I was happy with the way his career ended. Yeah. Right? Because this album, Nasir, in 2018, produced by Kanye, it's only six or five songs long. It's 25 minutes. It's seven songs long, but one of them's two minutes. Um, <clears throat> is fucking unbelievable. Like, Dude, it was really, what... It's really... I feel like it's a comeback album, even though it's what we needed. He went six as years Nas fans. making an album, but it wasn't like I put out an album and I flopped, yeah. right? Like I don't belong in this hip hop anymore. Yeah, he, he a break. literally he, a break. he took a break, but he literally came back, and he said, "I still belong in this game," right? Yeah, and that's then funny, that's what in my note I have in quotes, like this album was, "I'm still the God," like. I'm still the man like in, in this, even in the lyrics and the songs, you can tell he's got that confidence. Like, yeah, I may, may have been gone for six years, but I'm still the guy. I'm still the man. Yeah. And I love this album. Like, yeah, pro- probably a lot to do with where I was in the world and shit that was going on. But like, I love this album. Like, and it, it catapulted him into the hit boy, you know, Six discog, six set discography, right? Like however you want to say. It. Well, yeah, you had the you had in twenty nineteen. You had a, you the did lost tapes. You did have the second Again, lost tapes. Those are just kind of a culmination. Really, another really uh, uh, album that I never really listened to until yesterday, and they had some really good songs. Uh, again, paying homage to to where he's from, Vernon family. That song was about the projects where he was from. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, it's just, it's uh, highly favored is a fucking awesome song. Um, that's produced by Rizzo. Politics. Uh, that's a good, you know, I mean, there's a lot of good songs out here. More, and it's more of the same storytelling, you know, this, the flow, the smoothness, you know what I mean? But this like, is produced over 10 years, right? Yeah. So this was from 2007 to 2017. These were songs that he probably didn't see fitting on an album that came out during that time, right? Yeah. Again, yeah, do it all together, you know? Yeah. And then we get the hit boy era. Really, that yeah, and I think you almost have to break it up because you mentioned something earlier that I thought wasn't traditionally Nas, and that was bringing on artists that didn't belong in the same conversation as Nas, right? Yeah. Traditionally, he had you know the greats. He had like people in the game that were up there, right? Even yeah. you'd even the say like guys, Mob Deep. Yeah, but you had like you had you had legends in the game, right? Yeah. This is really the era where he said, "Nope, I'm gonna work with anybody." Right? The Savage Twenty Ones. The it, it didn't yeah, matter. Five, it, Lil Durk, Don Tyler, Lil Durk. Sean, but it worked. Warren, these are like drill rappers. Uh, Anderson Pack. YG West Coast guy. Like these are not boom bap so, guys. They're not. You know so I mean? King's Disease 1, what was your favorite song? Um, 
Did you write it down? Yeah. I, oh, I wrote a couple. 27 Summers, I think, is my favorite. Cause, uh, I do like, yeah, I like that one. It's, too. it's but, again, it's like a looking, it's a look back at his life. Cause it, and, and again, a common thing for me as I'm going through this is I'm looking back at my life, you know? So in 2020, 27 Summers, I'm, cause I'm, 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 I'm only 38, but I feel like I'm an old head now. Like I, I'm at yeah. a point where when I was in my 20s, I didn't really think about being at, and I'm there. So, you know, 27 Summers really hit it for me. That, that kind of, you could probably guess mine. Bro, um, I love spice. I love spicy, bro. Dude, spicy is so hot, bro. That <laughs> shit <a> bags. <laughs> I played that. That came on today because for for people listening, we didn't plan this. We both knew today was Nas's fiftieth birthday, but we talked about it before we jumped on the pod. I li- literally listened to all Nas today, all day. Like it was. I woke up. I yeah, put on a Nas playlist. And I li- Nas. But it was Nas from every era, right? I remember I was driving to work and Spicy came on. Bro, I was getting it at 7 in the morning. Like, bro, okay, okay, everything spicy. That beat, dude, like, Hit Boy kills it. Yeah. And I listened to it. They do. They just go together. And I think it's Hit Boy's versatility. I think, and I have this written down after we go through the album, all the albums. But for me, I think that. One hit, hit boy's a phenomenal producer, and he's actually not known for boom bap rap, but he's pretty fucking good with it. You know what I mean? Considering <laughs> yeah. that he's not really that kind of guy, and I feel like like he he makes the albums sound like a soundtrack, and it makes me think of like I used to have these ideas of making movies, but no words; they would just be songs, and you would yeah. use the song. To, to tell your story what was or... going on at yep. the moment of the movie. Like I always had those ideas and hopefully nobody ever steals that. Maybe people probably already do it. I don't know. But it, that's how I feel like hit boys music tells Nas's story. Nas uses the lyrics with to him. Tell the yep. story, but hit yeah. boy uses the beat, but they, because that beat is spicy. So well. Bro, that beat is spicy. Bro, like, beat is hot. Yeah. Always hit the liquor hot. with the ice. Yo, uh, that shit. So the, I don't even know who that is. I think that's ASAP Ferg, but bro, yeah, his verse yeah, is, like is so nasty. Like, uh, <laughs> when he says, uh, I can still beg your bitch in the all white Nikes, dude. I'll just, I'll laugh every time, but I just dookies? like, yeah, bro. I'm just, I love this album. I love all the hip, uh, hip boy albums, but then, so then a year later, so first off, when King's Disease dropped, we did not know. And we've talked about this on an earlier pod for those of you that didn't go back to like the beginning of the yeah, podcast. Yeah, it was like the very beginning. We talked about King Disease and King's Disease 2. This was like in 2021. I think it was actually the day King's Disease 2 dropped or the week. But we talked about how uh, it, like amazed we were that King's Disease was the first Grammy that Nas ever won. Yeah, really nice. And Yeah, but then... And at the time, we didn't know that Nas and Hip Boy had had this, like, I don't know, this, like, mentality that this isn't a one and done, right? It was a project. So then, it was like an anthology. You know? Yeah. So then King's Disease 2 comes out really almost less than a year later. And I think both of us were like, well, you're not going to do better than King's Disease 1. And then it just took off again. And I think it goes back to what you said initially 
Hip Boy and Nas just go together. Like yeah. EPMD two, Death Row East, like. But it, then it goes back to what you said earlier in the podcast. Like he was one of the East Coast rappers that was willing to kind of put a hand out to the West Coast. And then in 2021, he has a song called Death Row East, like kind of a tribute to that time. Yeah. So it takes you back to 2000, 2001, 19, late 1990s when, you know, Tupac was killed and Nas was trying to be that linchpin between the two uh, really, I'd say, society differences. But they were doing they were dealing with the same shit. Yeah. And I and I mean, again, they just go together. You know what I mean? Um, store Run was one of my favorites. I moments. do like Store Run a lot. Store um, Run is a t- – that's a story, dude. Like, that one – yeah, I like that one. Moments is really good. I think – because, again, that's kind of like a reflection. And at, at this point in my life, that's what I do a lot. You know, I, I music makes me reflect. I listen to old stuff. And so Mo- – and Nas is good. That was a good one. I, I like that. I one. liked YKTV because I thought yeah. the, the addition of a boogie with a hoodie and then YG – that's was like, just that's like, what I'm saying. like it's, yeah, it's just things that you never would have thought that they would come together. And, and so I got did. a question for you. Yeah. Nas says a line in ether. This is just an off the wall question. Says a line in ether where he is referencing Eminem killing Jay-Z on his own song. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you think it was intentional that Nas waited 25 years to put Eminem on one of his songs. Um, <laughs> like this is the know. first time we heard a song, a Nas song with Eminem on it. A Nas yeah, song with it, Eminem. I think it speaks to me. I look at the fact that he let Eminem produce a song on, on Godson before having a song with them. Yeah. I look at that as like, well, I think it's cool so that 20 years, 20 years later, he let a, a young young kid, if you will, in Eminem produced for him. And then 20 years later, he's doing a song with him with EPMD, who's also legends, right? Yeah. But I just think it's funny that, you know, when I think of Ether and it's like, Eminem murdered you on your own shit, you know, like, and then it took him 20 years after that song to I mean, put him on I mean, you could look album. at that as a sign of respect, like, True. Hey, bro, you ain't going to kill me on my song, yes. not yet. Th- that's what I was kind of asking, like, Maybe. do you think it was yeah, intentional? Because he was like, bro, uh, I'm not letting you do to me what you did to Jay Z. Yeah, um, that's funny that you said that. I don't so know. That, it just just hit me. So um, 2021, you have Magic, which is a super short album. Uh, I like it. I like Meet Joe Black. I have the note that uh, the production is almost theatrical, like the beats are telling the story that Nas is presenting. If that makes sense, I said they, they it just fits together. Wave God, Speechless. The Truth, 4016 Building. That's another homage again to where he's from. It's a song about, you know what I mean? So like growing up in the projects. Yeah, Yeah, I just think it's just classic. And then now 2023, here we are. We have King's Disease 3. My favorite song is Done or Done, however you want to say it, however they say it. Um, I mean, or this one. So I'll tell you, King's Disease 3 and Magic 2. I've listened to both of them a lot like probably over 15 20 times each yeah and i find myself doing what i did earlier in my life with nas where i 
look up and I'm on track 12 and I don't know how I got there. Yeah, because it, it's it's just, it has that. Like, because there's no bad songs. Flow yeah. That, yep. Where, where the next song isn't worse. It's not better, but it's not worse than the previous song. And it's not better or worse than the next song that's coming. Yeah, I wrote down a lot of songs. So that's how, like, in my head, I did this because I, that make like, it reminds me that, like, I could, like, this is the kind of album. Like, I could go through it. And again, there's music history, there's the cover society, the issues in society history behind that kind of stuff in there um you see love for queens for where he's from um and he's got a song 30 i think that's one of my favorites as well um and there's a line in a song where he says i'm finding more gold as i dig in the dirt with the shovel and i'm just like thinking like people try to bury him like he's not the man but he just keeps digging and he keeps fucking making hits and he doesn't stop. Like it's no different than in the beginning with, it was written with Illmatic. Like yeah. he's never changed. He's never changed who he is. And even though the times have changed, music has changed the accessibility. I think actually in this era with hit boy, he uses accessibility to his advantage. Yeah. He embraces the fact that he put it now today uh actually it's out already isn't it I, I, so that's i'm a and that's how we're gonna you know wrap up his discography is an hour ago 59 minutes ago Nas dropped magic three yeah his last album with hit boy he has one feature which i think is telling uh, obviously we haven't listened to it we've both been on the podcast yeah lil wayne is the feature lil wayne's the only feature it just dropped. We're gonna probably I'll probably have this on repeat tomorrow. But I'm excited. I think there's a reason he went with one feature. And it's I'm going to embrace my last time with Hit Boy. Yeah, right? and that's yeah, and that's the fact that we know it's their last project together. But he um, knew it was their first we know that now, but he knew it going in, right? Yeah, so we didn't know that. So but now that we know that, that's how I view this album. Like, yeah, I'm hey, I'm not sad bringing... about that because I think they fit together. I, I, I don't think, think it'll they... be his last project together. It'll be their last dedicated album. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah, like, I do. I, I think like... of, um, I think of Gangstar. Gangstar is um, DJ Premier and Guru as a group, <clears throat> and DJ Premier did all the producing. He did the beats, and Guru did the raps, and they before guru passed away and actually they had a thing they had a falling out and they actually broke up anyway but um they just they they fit together and it's going to be hard now to imagine nas without a, a full hit boy album you know but yeah and, and something i want to mention about magic too that's also so these are all three albums in this year 2023 um and in 2020 and magic 2 uh, one thing I want to point out, I felt like the song with 21 Savage, he actually came with some bars. Yeah. Like, he wasn't just talking some of the nonsense. I do like, I love 21 Savage. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I think he's underrated. And I think he, he does have more lyrical ability than people think he has, but I think he really showed it. And one thing I did want to say too, is that Nas shouts out, um, heavy D on one of his songs. And I think that's important because, Heavy D was like left out of the the 50th birthday celebration of hip hop. Like there, 
he wasn't like included in the tribute. He passed away. But um, if you if you want to find something interesting, go and read about him and see how involved in music he was. People think that he was just this like kind of goofy mainstream rapper or whatever, making hits. I got nothing but love for you, honey. Like he he was very involved in music and yeah, had a he wrote. I think he produced. He wrote songs like very very prominent guy. And I thought I just wanted to point that out before we um, end the discography part because that's just kind of who Nas is. Like, I think it paints that picture of who he's been and who he always will be. Yeah, I agree. And I want to make one joke because I didn't know this till tonight. Uh, and it makes me think of eight mile, uh, hip boy's first name is Chauncey. I'm not making fun of him. I just think of that line, like, and his real name's Clarence. <laughs> I don't know why. I just had to tell you that. I think of Chauncey Maybe. Billups. Yeah. But I mean, I think you said, Oh, excuse me. Sorry, everyone. I sneezed. Um, I think you said you had a question for me at the end. I did. I did. Because um, we are nearing two hours. Yeah, and... yeah. My bad, man. We no, just, we bro. Just... We can do. We could, we could have probably done this for another two hours, but we yeah. did speed up I, sort of the end of his before, discography. Me, I'm going to ask you that question at the end. I'm going to go through some things just okay. real quick. I'm going to run yep. through this real fast. I want to go through... Um, because I, I found this very interesting. He's now has 16 studio albums. 10 of those albums have went certified gold, platinum, or multi-platinum. Um, he's got five compilation albums, one collaborative album, which is the one with Damian Marley, four mixtapes, and one group album, which is with The Firm. With The Firm, yep. And so going through the chart success, um, starting with Illmatic, Double platinum, that was in that's the U.S. Gold in the U.K. and gold in Canada. It was written three times platinum, gold in U.K. platinum in Canada. I am two times platinum in the U.S. Gold in the U.K. and platinum in Canada. Um. Oh, my bad. I missed Illmatic number two hip hop. Uh, number two on the Billboard chart was the peak on the hip hop and R&B. It was written, peaked at number one overall, uh, and also went gold in France. That was the only one that he had that showed up in France. I am debuted at number or peaked at number one on the Billboard chart overall, not just hip hop. Nostradamus, platinum, silver, gold, number one, uh, peaked at number one in the hip hop chart. Godson, platinum, gold, gold, peaked at number one on the hip hop and R&B Billboard. Streets Disciple, platinum, gold, and it didn't show in Canada. But number two, peaked at number two hip-hop on the hip-hop and R&B billboard. Hip-hop is dead. Gold, silver, and, and nothing in Canada. But they peaked at number one on the U.S. billboard overall. Same with the Untitled album. It peaked at number one on the billboard overall billboard. It went gold. Life is good goes gold. Peaks at number one on the Billboard overall U.S. Jeez. Then you get into the Hit Boy era, right? And it's not so. Then he has no more, no more nothing, no gold, no platinum. Um, he doesn't peak. Uh, he peaks at uh, King's Disease two peaked at number one on the hip hop chart. King's Disease one peaked at number three on the hip hop. Nasir peaked at number four on the hip hop. Um, and then after that, there uh, Magic had nothing. Uh, was number 11 on the hip-hop. 
King's Disease 3 was number four on the hip-hop. Magic 2 was number 18 on the hip-hop and R&B Billboard chart. I just thought that this was so interesting because I felt the Hit-Boy era was so close to that beginning era, but I wonder if it's just because, like, streaming, like, it's different. Nobody's yeah, buying albums. Yeah, it's different now how they do it, and really, a lot of these... It's the way just music's evolved, right? Like, yeah. the and, people and, that are putting them on these charts are you and I. Yeah. And it's like, I thought his Hip Boy run is very equatable to his beginning. Um, and like that, part of I, that's what, how I felt. I was like, wow, this is so similar, you know? And I, and I really wanted to bring that up, for one, to compare how music has changed. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe the Billboard charts are just not what they used to be, you know? Like, the streaming is what drives it, and there's really nothing to kind of police that. But I also wanted to bring this up because the people that argue that maybe Jay-Z is more successful because of who he is as a person, you know, and I get it. He's Jay-Z. He, maybe he has more platinum albums, but Nas was not a slouch. Like, this this man was not, like, we're not making this up. It's not like an underground uh, hip-hop cult or some shit. Like, this man is a legend. I mean, he's been doing it since 1991. 1994 was his first official album, but like, yeah. we're looking at 30 years, 30 years of relevance. Yeah, and like hip- I know he took only 50 years old. I know he took six years off, but like, if he came back and laid duds, I would be like, okay, you really stopped in 2012. But he came, he came back and won a Grammy. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, you know, like. Um... You know, I, and I wanted to say, like, as we get ready to wrap this up, I had I was I meant to go back to this before when you started when you said that us on the pod were like Nas and AZ, and yeah. as I was going through all these albums and and listening to to songs that you know Nas was maybe just featured on, um, that I think like that's why those songs are so much like they're my favorite songs because it does remind me of like the days before we were like fucking had to be responsible adults. Like that was like us. Like yeah. you, you have guys that rhyme together, right? You have like styles P and Jada kiss. They have a fucking crazy flow together, but something, there was just something so like smooth about AZ and Nas and how they rhyme together and they just flow together. And it's usually, it's not like some hardcore song. It's like a smooth ass song, you know, like, some kind of you know Motown sample or jazz sample, like. And, I think and it's it like was, it was like they were just talking together. It's outside of consciousness, right? It's like like they're the flyers together is is they're just they're like talking to each other. Like I yes. picture them sitting in a booth at a diner getting breakfast, and you know Az's oh you're the flyest no you're the flyest like they're just having this conversation. And uh, it does it 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 reminds me of us, bro. And like that, I think it's crazy that we shared like the connection of how much like we're fans of Nas and his music, and just like the him as a collective. Like I think it's because of that that we're as close as we are like to this day. It has a big yeah. It has a huge part in it because music is so important to both of us. But we also have like a very similar feel for music, and I agree with you. Like some of my favorite Nas moments are the songs of him and AZ 
like you said, just kind of like rapping. I say rapping, but not like as a rapper. Like they're just talking back and forth. Like yeah, they're just chopping it up. Are like, you living on your block? Yeah, yeah. Like you just—they're just having a conversation together. Like they're both telling. It's like you're hearing a, a, a two story different stories. People having a conversation. <laughs> like it's just kind of crazy, man. But, I mean, it's and we've we've said it the last two days. We've said like the flyest is probably the most famous Nas and AZ song, right? I would yeah. say it's up there. Um, um, there's the another essence, one on the essence, the essence is, is definitely up there. That's, I mean, that's one of my favorite all time songs, but like the whole, like you just said, like now nah, you to fly though. It's like no fucking doubt, you know, like, yeah, it like we've been saying that to like, each other the last two days. Cause it's just like, it is Nas, right. Yeah. It's like, bro, you're the goat. No fucking doubt. Like, you know, like, Bro, yeah, you and Hip Boy, you and Hip Boy were great together, no fucking doubt. Like, bro, you reinvented yourself after taking six years off, but not losing who you were, no fucking doubt, bro. Like, you know, like, yeah. Why did you think? When I hear that, it's almost like, why did you think different? Right? Yeah. Like, it's just like you know, you, just like two guys that are just like supportive of each. Like, I, I, it sounds weird to say this kind of shit, but like they're true friends. Like, and it comes out, they're not just two artists working together. You know what I mean? Like, they care about each other. They they seem like two guys, oh, you know, yeah, AZ came to Nas's house for Thanksgiving. Like, how me and you would be. Like, that's, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And and I think that, like, they have a, a such a cool vibe, but it does, it reminds me a lot of, of us. And I think that it really does play a significant role in why we're so close. Like, obviously, you know, we've been friends for fucking ever yeah you know what i mean like 25 plus years yeah yeah. no i agree with you so but but it's also like it almost is not to like continue to hit on this but every time you hear it it's like they haven't missed a beat and so we've gone months without talking and as soon as we talk it's like we haven't seen you like a few years like (laughs) i haven't seen you in two years yeah should i have a whole nother kid but I guarantee, like, we we know it the next time we see each other, it's like, it's been a day. Yeah. Because that's just light. And that's, like, how, that's... and that's how those songs sound to me. Yeah, I agree. But, but so, my question I'll ask you, and maybe we can just end it with this instead of, uh, you know, yeah, let's do that. The one word. What's your favorite Nas, like, feature, like, song that he was featured on? Ooh. Man, that's a hard one. Because you went back recently and listened. Well, there's I I found I, so, I ran out of okay I, I ran out of I re, I listened to every single album since yesterday. So then I said, well, what other songs? Because I'm not there's songs that I'm not thinking of. And so I said, let me look, you know, for the songs that he was featured on. And I found a playlist on Spotify that had. Yeah, them. you were saying that. Yeah. And the first song that came on, I was like, oh my god. So I got I got one. And it's because of how much I've compared the two throughout our talks, mainly off the pod. It's probably let Nas down. And yeah, because I see J. Cole with a lot of Nas in him, right? Yeah, definitely. was probably his biggest influence, I would think. But the reason I think it's my favorite feature is because one, I like J. Cole so much, but it's how J. Cole like pours his heart out that him going mainstream to get a single in order to release his first studio album, he feels as though he let his idol down because that's not how his idol had to do it. 
And then his idol comes on the song and says, like, it's like what we think Nas would say to us. Yeah. Like, bro, don't be so hot on yourself. Like, you're a young buck in the game. You're amazing. Just do you. You didn't let yeah. nobody down. So that I like the message from that song. Yeah. So that's, that's probably my one. That's probably my favorite one because going back to you, your uh, analogy of, you know, Nas and AZ or me and you, I see like Nas and J. Cole as like us and the young generation. Like that's what we would say to somebody who's kind of down on their luck or, or looking in the mirror going, I'm not good enough. Yeah. And it's like, nah, bro, like you're, you're looking at it wrong, right? Like you're, you're comparing yourself to me. I've been in the game. I think when that song was released, it was like 2012. I've been in the game 15, 20 years. Yeah. Like stop. Yeah. So that, that's my favorite one because of the message it, it I take from it. And it, yeah. that, that's a good one, man. I, it, it wasn't on that playlist. I'll tell you, cause I, I definitely forgot about that. And before I ask you yours, um, this is something I meant to say earlier Bro, like everybody interprets music a little different, yeah. right? So like the songs that mean a ton to you, I like, but they don't mean the same thing because it's where were you when you heard it? Where were you? What were you like? What was your life like? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, I think that's why I would pick Let Nas Down. But okay. what about you? What's yours? Man, so... Again, I, I the first song I heard, I was like, oh, this is like one of my favorite verses, one of my favorite beats. And as I went through that playlist, I found like uh, nine more that I wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that one was uh, We Major on Kanye. On the, oh, yeah, on that's a really good one. Yeah. <clears throat> I heard and- beat and I didn't know what to write. Like, you know what I mean? Because like, again, that's during a time of transitioning of music, right? Like, yep. Kanye was kind of keeping it going, actually, if you think about it, because he had a ton of features, you know, you know, Freeway and Common and, you know, Jay-Z and Nas. And, like, you know, he's got all these uh, these different guys. He was trying to keep it going. But, like, it was funny because he's, like, acknowledging, like, I- I've never rapped on a beat like this before. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know what to write. Should it be about the hose or the ice? Coke foes or Black Christ? Both flows would be nice. Like, yeah, like, I like the more like I think about room for a loop, you know what yep. I mean? Like, and then you said it earlier, and I think we can both agree like the essence is up there because it's dude, just I, the way yeah. the way they went back and forth. Like, that's always going to be a song anytime Nas and AZ, any Nas and AZ song. But I didn't obviously we couldn't use uh the one off of Nas's album because he's not featured, he is the yeah, yeah, it's his, but song. the other one is off of the essence by az right like it's not just yeah. the name of the song it's the name of the album so like that's a good one too and that probably is up there really close with we majors good like that that is definitely a good one but i would even say if i listen to that list that you did shit i probably changed my answer 10 times too because <laughs> because he has so many here's what i love about nas features and this will be kind of my you know final my final words Nas features like we've said from the start he doesn't change who he is because he's going on someone's song he keeps his message like you just said I heard the beat and I didn't know what to write should I talk about this or should I talk about that and at the end what does he do he talks about what's what's real to him what's true to him and he always stayed true to himself no matter whose song he jumped on I think 
he was on a little doku, like a like one of those mumble, whatever, right? Like whatever you like want to call it. Like the drill them. guys, the drill. Yeah. Members, yeah. That's what they call I don't know what the fuck it is. No, that's a better way to say it because what that's I say. That's what it's called, like, drill, yeah. It's called um, drill. But when he gets on them, he doesn't change who he is, right? He He's no. still him. And that's what I will and they, always and I feel appreciate. Like that's, that's one thing I'll say about some of these guys is I might not enjoy their style of music, you know, but the fact that they attribute Nas as being a goat, as being an influence, even though their rap is totally different. Like, I respect that. Like, I, you know, yeah. I, I'll talk shit. I don't like mumble rap. I don't like Lil Yachty and those guys. But some of those guys, even like 21 Savage, you would consider is probably one of those kind of guys. But I think that the way that they pay homage and people then pay homage to them, you know, Jay Cole yep. has embraced 21 Savage, you know, guys that you wouldn't think these lyricists. They wouldn't really go that route. They're just good dudes, you know, and they, they love hip-hop. I mean, Nas has been through a whole transition. He saw the beginning, literally the be- he was a kid when the beginning of rap was happening, yep. of hip-hop, and now to where it is now. And you saw the point in, in the middle of his career where he's like, nah, hip-hop is dead. And now he's like, nah, it's not dead. I was maybe wrong at that point. I see it. I'm embracing it. So It, it was the biggest thing. It's like, is, yeah. You know, musically, you're the he's the goat, bro. Like he's, I agree. And the music to him in 2008, hip hop was dead, right? Yeah. But the problem was he had the wrong glasses on. That's the analogy I use. Yeah. In my head, like he was looking at it the wrong way. Like, and then when he reinvented himself but stayed true to himself, because he did, right? Like he he got a producer that he wasn't normally like he didn't hook up with like that. Yeah, that you wouldn't and then he, traditionally. Yeah. So man, I, but then but that's homage to Hit Boy because yeah, he in a way he helped him show his repertoire because Hit Boy even says it on that on uh, the song that he raps where him and Alchemist do the beat. And they flip. Alchemist raps on the Hit Boy part, and then that's a great. That is a great song slash video. If, if you haven't seen it, like look up Alchemist and Hit that. Boy. He said yep, that he's a guy nobody like thought that he could do boom rap, boom bap rap. You know what I mean? And he fucking killed it. He did it. He and he did it with one of the, of uh, with the greatest boom bap rapper of all time, in my opinion. And that's yeah. Nice. Yeah. Hey, he's the goat, bro. Happy fiftieth. I hope he had a great birthday. Cause... Yeah, because you'll never listen to this, but yeah, but, we do yeah. wish you had a great birthday. But I meant to do this in the beginning. Yo, Jay, shout out my barber. If you're still listening, shout out to you. Hey, uh, Rex loves you for one, but we're going to miss your haircuts. Hey, my barber is leaving. He's uh, he's joining the army. So good luck, brother. Uh, we're going to be thinking about you if you need anything when you're gone. Fucking text me. I'll do what I gotta do. But Rex gave him a hug, bro. As as we were leaving, I was like, "This is your last haircut with Jay." And he was like, "Rex was sad, bro." He was like, "So that may be sad, but he'll be back. Jay will be back. His family Shout lives here, you, bro." But yeah, he's a Nas out. fan too, right? He is. He's a he's a hip hop fan. But yeah, when I told him we were doing an episode on Nas today, he was like, "Oh, bro." And I told him like, "Oh, the album drops tonight." They they were like, yeah, we know. I was like, okay, okay. That's what I'm talking about. So, that's yeah, shout out to the barbershop. And then, Jay, you're going to kill it, brother. But All right, man. Well, I'm sure uh, Jen is wondering where you are. So Yeah, I got to get to bed. All right, bro. All right, bro. Peace.
Peace.